Hi, you're listening to Secrets for an Inspirational Life with me, your host, Mimi Novik. I'm so happy and thrilled to have you here with me. I have created this series for all of us so we can change our world together and live a more holistic and balanced life. Together, we will share lots of inspiring stories from all walks of life, speak with leading experts, enjoy healthy living ideas, explore music and subjects that inspire each other to always have hope. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate all of you. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Secrets for an Inspirational Life. Thank you so much for joining me today. And here we are sweltering in the summer sun in the United Kingdom, which is a rarity. And I'm always talking about the weather, like all of us in the United Kingdom. We have a little thing going on there because usually the weather isn't this beautiful. So I hope that wherever you are in the world, there is a little sunshine. Now, life is as sudden as it is fleeting, they say. And we must embrace change, whatever that change may be. For we really don't know what it is that it's trying to teach us. Each and every one of us has our own specific tests and issues in life. But rather than solely focusing on them, we should try and find as best a way into finding a solution. And that is sometimes easier said than done. You know, it isn't a blanket statement. But, you know, we should try to focus more on the resolution of whatever we are going through. Because if we focus completely on our problems, we have less time for life. And that is why we must wholeheartedly try our best to emanate that energy of life from us. Because we are all like magnets of energy. And what we're giving out, we are usually attracting back into our life. And I know all of us complain and we all have problems and what would life be without problems and issues and tests and circumstances. But we would be able to find serenity. I really believe this in an instant. If we realize that whatever we're going through and behind every situation, there is a secret lesson and a secret gift to be found. And that takes courage, I know, but we must be brave and never give up. And that's why I am very delighted to have today's guest on the episode. Her name is Johanna. I'm saying that in that way because I'm finding it, you know, she has an American accent. You know, I'm British, so it's sometimes difficult to say it in that way, but it's Johanna Dalman, who is a health coach, founder of Alopecia Angel, a speaker and an author. In the past, Johanna used to work for Fortune 100 companies in event management until her life took 
a huge turn through the experience of an autoimmune disease called alopecia, which most people probably haven't heard of, is hair loss. When conventional medicine failed her, she took matters into her own hands and started gathering knowledge and researching about everything connected to health and wellness. After two and a half years of trial and error with natural and holistic methods, she actually, miraculously, I think, managed to completely reverse the disease. Since then, she has become a health coach and started Alopecia Angel in order to help others to overcome health struggles in a natural way. She also hosts workshops and is a speaker about health and stress management and mindfulness. So this is something amazing really and today she shares her beautiful, often difficult journey through life. Welcome Johanna. Thank you so much for having me Mimi. It's such a pleasure to be on your podcast. It's a pleasure for you to be here, Johanna. And I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. No worries. I love your accent. Oh, I, it's a beautiful name, though. You know, as I said to you earlier, I'm going to be saying this all day and all night and tomorrow, probably, <laughs> and tomorrow, because I'll have it fixated in my mind. Thank you so much for coming on. And you are going to share your incredible story with us. Now, where are you at the moment in the world? I'm in the Netherlands, which actually um, has the same weather pattern as you. So when it's gloomy and gray in the UK, the same <laughs> is here. And today it's very nice and warm and it's, it's splendid, actually. I love the, the heat. Wonderful, wonderful. But is it, is it the same sort of heat? I find it, I love the sun, but in the UK it can be a little humid. And you know that heat that's sort of damp? It's not yes. a dry Mediterranean heat. How is it where you are? So coming from California, um, everything is dry heat. And then I lived in Florida and I love it because it's humid and it's so mm. good for my hair and my skin. And so here in the Netherlands, it, it happens to be damp as well. And it's humid, yeah. not as humid as Miami, but I still appreciate it. Yeah, there's, there's a beauty to everything, I suppose. It's just getting used to it also. Um, that's one of the key things. Now, we're going to start at the beginning. You're going to tell us um, and share with the listeners your story. And I am absolutely amazed at what you have gone through. I have read through everything and, you know, I am simply amazed that how you have turned around a difficult and it must have been a traumatic experience completely to now helping other people. This is something really fabulous. Tell us a little bit how everything started and a little bit about your life to where we are now. And then we'll go into all the things that you've done and advice for people and things like that. Well, it started back right when I made the decision to leave one of these Fortune 100 companies and I was in transition. I was leaving Miami um, and I was moving to Colorado. I was in flux. Um, and once I had moved to Colorado, I met my husband, my now husband, 
and he he had a work contract and was working abroad in Europe. And so I ended up doing two moves in 12 months. So the move from Miami to Denver and from Denver to the Netherlands in 12 months. And it was very stressful. Um, it was very roller coaster ish just because of the finances, just because of the work, just because of all the logistics that played out. And as an event planner, I mean, logistics are my, um, are, are just my natural ability. I, I, I look at problems and I create solutions immediately. And mm -hmm. I normally have backup plans for everything. But when alopecia happened, there was, I was in between all this and it was just really hard to, to focus. And I really didn't understand what was going on until actually my hairdresser had diagnosed me. And being the hairdresser that he is, he knows me for such a long time. And most people with alopecia are actually diagnosed, not at the doctors, but through the hairstylist because it's the only person who's really, you know, combing mm. through their hair and looking at their scalp and, you know, spreading it, you know, on different ways to cut it and to wash it and all this and that. And so it started as like a very small round bald spot circle in the back of my head. And, you know, if you've seen any pictures of me, you'll, you'll see that I have tons of hair and I always have had tons of hair on my head. And from this bald spot, it just kept growing. And so I had the opportunity to see doctors in the Netherlands, doctors in California, doctors in Colorado. And I wasn't really pleased with any of their, any of their offerings or any of their, what they had to say. It just mm -hmm. didn't sound right. It didn't fit well with me. And on top of it, um, I started looking into the risks and the side effects. And I, I just knew that I, there was more possibilities. There was more opportunity. And that something that I was doing had triggered this or had, had done this. And, you know, now more than four or five years later, I look back at my life and yes, there's tons of things that I was doing wrong not knowingly um, as a child or um, in my mom's, you know, uterus or even um, in my teenage years or even in my 20s or and even in my 30s. And, and it's accumulation of things. I like to say to my clients that alopecia is like a puzzle and there's many pieces to it. And so once you start putting the pieces together, then you find the healing. But truly and honestly, I knew deep down that if I had hair up until 30 something years of age, that I was going to get my hair back. I knew that even if I was going to go bald, like I was going to get my hair back. There was something innate in me telling me that this wasn't going to be long-term. And so my, my heart goes out to people who think that alopecia is their destiny or that this is just something they have to live with, like a broken arm. And it's not your broken arm is going to heal and you can reverse alopecia. And, um, I'm not the unicorn. I'm really not. And there's so many others who have as well. And so more and more, once, once you start becoming an empowered uh, person and you start taking control into your own hands, then you start to see that, yes, you can control your weight. Yes, you can control your blood pressure. Yes, you can control your diabetes. Yes, you can reverse many of these symptoms that we have that are really tied to diet and lifestyle. It's a massive umbrella that no one is really teaching us, that no one's really helping us to understand, and no one's really guiding us to do that. And, you know, 
you would think, okay, maybe I had a bunch of other uh, diseases or illnesses or ailments, but no, I, I didn't have anything before alopecia. Alopecia was probably the, like the biggest thing uh, I've ever had besides the chicken pox, like at four years old. Um, I've never been the type to have allergies, to have to get sick, to have the flu. I've never been this this way. I've always been healthy. My my mom, she she would always call me a bull um, because I could eat anything and it would sit well with me. Or I could, mm. you know, just yeah. charge through through sicknesses. And I remember times where my whole family had the flu and I was living at home and I would not get sick. I'd be the only one out of five who was not getting sick. And so my immune system was always really, really top notch. But for some reason, you know, alopecia happened and yes, it was devastating. Yes, it was traumatic. But then, you know, my project management, my results solution oriented mind just kind of switched gears. I was like, wait, you know, you can't just crumble, you know, essentially amid all the hair loss, you need to really focus. Okay. How do I fix this? And so, yeah, seeing the doctors, of course, was like your innate, it's, it was my innate uh, feeling. Um, and I wanted to see what Europe had to say. I wanted to see what Colorado had to say. I wanted to see what California doctors had to say. And I saw multiple doctors all out of pocket because in between this transition, I didn't have healthcare in Europe or in the US. So I was paying for everything out of pocket, including you know the flights and everything. And I figured it was worth it because I wanted answers. And unfortunately, as I've come to learn autoimmune diseases are so new, relatively new, right? They're like 15, mm. 20 years old. And because they're so new, the textbook information is very, very small. You know, it's like trying to find COVID in, in some sort of health journal right now or some sort of medical journal. You know, we're still understanding what COVID really is and the long-term side effects of that is. And mm. the same with the same with autoimmune disease. And so more and more, you know, in the beginning, it was only like 60. Now it's over a hundred different types of quote unquote autoimmune diseases and alopecia being one of them. And, you know, thankfully it's not fatal. Thankfully um, it's not uh, life threatening of any sort. And, but the symptoms that go along with it, I think are very much a underplayed and not talked about. And they're not talked about because the doctors who are telling you, oh, yes, you have alopecia, here's your cortisone cream, and here are the shots that you need to take, they don't know because it's not in their textbook. They don't know because they haven't lived it. And so the beauty of Alopecia Angel is that I'm able to bring experience, I'm able to bring results, and I'm also seeing results. And in my program, I have, it's a two-month program. In less than eight weeks, I have people who were completely bald. And not just for, you know, a year or two, but for like 5, 10, 15, 20 years, completely bald. Um, there's different levels to alopecia. So there's alopecia areata, which is like a bunch of bald spots, depending, you know, all around your head. It could be also around your beard if you're a guy. Um, totalis, which is you're completely bald, and then, um, but you still have hair on your body. So that's, you know, eyebrows, potentially eyelashes on your arms, legs this type of thing. There's universalis where you're completely bald everywhere, um, including, you know, arms, chest, um, everywhere, everywhere. You're just like a sphinx cat. You're, you're completely hairless. 
And there's other types too. There's telogen effluvium, there's uh, traction alopecia. There's different types all, all in all. You know, frontal fibrosing is another one. Scarring is another one. Female pattern baldness is another one. And so, but regardless of the type of alopecia, with my program, I've seen results in everybody. How, let's go back a bit. It's quite a story. How did you feel after being healthy for most of your life, Johanna, to be told that you have this autoimmune disease? Well, the thing is, um, what I didn't tell you, but I'll tell you now, is that at mm. the time that uh, Florida, so in Florida, you know, you're because it's so hot and humid, like you described earlier, and it's mm -hmm. like this all year long. We have two yeah. seasons. It's just hot and hotter. That's it. And so you want to be in the water. You need to be in a bathing suit all the time. So I had a personal trainer. I was working out three, four hours, you know, a day. And not because I, I needed to lose weight or anything, but just because the weather makes it so uh, abundant to, to be outside and to be active. So taking those, you know, 20 mile, maybe 30 kilometer bike rides was was very normal for me just because you loved being outside you loved being in the sun well i do i love being yeah. outside i love being in the sun <laughs> <laughs> so i mean i was very active you know i would go running in the morning and see the sunrise i would do pilates or yoga later on and this would all just be different um different throughout and it was also a stress reliever because the work environment that i had at, at this company in miami was very high stress and, and so exercise was also a way for me to eliminate the stress. Mm. And my health was really good. I was eating very well. I was extremely fit and I still got alopecia. I have clients who are personal trainers and who are in magnificent shape and still get alopecia. Nutritionists mm. who still have alopecia, you know, children, adults, women, men. So it, it really doesn't matter what where you come from or what country or how old you are, I think an autoimmune disease can happen at any point. And what it is, is that these puzzle pieces accumulate, right? It's kind of mm. like a rain barrel effect. These toxins, um, your diet and lifestyle, everything just accumulates over the years. And so I thought I was healthy just because I wasn't getting sick, but that's that's a misnomer because just because you don't see a disease doesn't mean you're healthy. Yes, very true. Right? And so at, mm. in the same token, if I were to evaluate and analyze my, my childhood, I grew up on the standard American diet, the standard Western diet. I grew up on cereals and oatmeal. I grew up on um, takeout. I grew up on um, drive through food, McDonald's, chicken nuggets. I mean, you name it, all the quote unquote regular foods that everyone in general eats, especially as children, right? The children's menu only has like spaghetti, grilled cheese, or <laughs> fish and chips, or maybe some chicken nuggets, and that's it. Yeah. And so this is kind of how I grew up. I grew up going to restaurants all the time, and home-cooked meals was, was few and far between. And so when you're relying on food from outside sources, those margins are going to be cut, and also the quality of the ingredients are a lot less. And so, yes and no. I mean, sure, I was healthy in the, in the sense where I, I don't have a broken bone ever. Uh, I never got sick, um, you know, flu cold-wise. But at the same time, 
if I look back, I wasn't healthy because I should have been more active as a child. I should have been more active as a teenager and in my 20s. Um, I should have not, you know, had uh, fast food as much. And, and the problem is, is that our culture, and at this point I'm saying in the U.S., but it, it's, you know, this, this culture of fast food has, has grown, you know, worldwide. You know, these franchises, whether that's Burger King or McDonald's or what have you, that's, it's worldwide. You can get the same French fries in one country and in the next. And so this culture is, um, is not a healthy culture. And unfortunately, this is why the U.S. is number one in obesity, diabetes, heart disease, cancer, and so much other things. And it's, I mean, if you start connecting the dots, it's the diet and it's also the lifestyle. And was it a shock to you, naturally, after leading on the surface, on the surface, because you were running, you know, you had this fantastic lifestyle where you were very, very active and, you know, surface-wise, looking at you, you probably were the optimum of health. Yeah, but the problem is, is that five, six, seven years doesn't outweigh the first 25 or 27 years. So this is something that prior to you starting this healthy-ish lifestyle, you're saying that prior to that, you know, as a child, teen years, early adulthood is something that has influenced this autoimmune response later on. Absolutely. I mean, I think with, with everything, you know, we all have cancer cells in us and we all have genes and genetics that allow us to turn them on and turn them off. And so by the way we live and by the, what we eat, we choose what diseases we obtain or not. And even though, for example, three fourths of my, of my life was, was very, um, not so healthy, but, you know, became increasingly more and more healthy as I was getting older now, as I was becoming more and more knowledgeable and more and more into fitness. Again, you know, there were other factors there that kind of put me over the top. And those are factors that are very, very, very important uh, nowadays, especially because, you know, I talk about stress management, I I speak about it. That's where um, you and I were connected, you know, through this uh, person who, who connected uh, us together through this stress management uh, speech and presentation that I gave. And, you know, stress manifests in many ways. Mm-hmm. And it looks like different things to certain people. It, it could look like acid reflux. It could look like ulcers. It can look like cancer. It can look like hair loss. It can look like, um, you know, digestive issues. Stress manifests in different ways to mm-hmm. many people. And the thing is, if it's chronic stress, which... Mm-hmm. A lot of times, you know, in the modern world, we're under a lot of chronic stress. That also has a tipping point. It all does. And, you know, I think alopecia, at at least for me, I think that's exactly the alarm that I needed. I needed something, something to wake me up and say, you know, this is not, this is not the right way to live your life and you need to change it. And even for those who are super healthy or those who are, who are barely getting on, on into the program, it's, there's always room for improvement, regardless of, of your knowledge, regardless of how fit you think you are or, or how healthy you think you are, there's always room for improvement. And sometimes 
you know, those logs that are blocking the dam of, of, of thrive and, mm. and, and being, giving you the opportunity to, to flourish are, mm. are sometimes your biggest Achilles heels. And so I call these blind spots and many times, you know, I, I, looking back, I was blindsided too. I was blindsided because I quote unquote got alopecia out of nowhere, but it wasn't out of nowhere. Now in hindsight, I can look back and tell you exactly all the factors that contributed to not being a hundred percent healthy. And how long, Johanna, did this journey from the beginning of you finding out that you had this disease to you finding a cure? How long was that journey and what did you go through? It took me two and a half years and Mm -hmm. it was, um, you know, I, I looked into everything. I looked into traditional Chinese medicine. I looked into Western medicine. I looked into Ayurveda. I looked into, um, functional medicine. I looked into everything and I pieced it together. And once I started seeing results like hair growth, actual hair growth, and once I started feeling that my, uh, symptoms, like all those ancillary symptoms were going away, the depression, the anxiety, the digestive issues, the brain fog, the fatigue, then I, I knew I was onto something. And then, you know, hair has a cycle. It has a cycle, it has a resting phase. It has a a growth phase and it has a fallout phase. And so just like the moon, the moon doesn't show it's uh, full. It's not full every day of the, of the week, right? It's just full mm-hmm. once a month. And so due to this, the hair has a cycle. And so with respecting the cycle, of course, you know, you can always um, support it, which you need to do really. You need to support it with food, with diet, with supplements and with so many other things. And then you'll see the hair growth come back and, once your body knows that it's not under attack, that it's safe to come out, then the hair growth will come back. And it's, you know, I started learning about people who, who had reversed MS, people who had successfully reversed Hashimoto's. And I think a lot of times in literature and medical journals, or even in just regular articles written by people who haven't necessarily had alopecia or think that alopecia is one way, it's a lot of doom and gloom. And instead of spreading the doom and gloom, we need to spread more optimism, more positivity, because optimism actually leads to healing better. There's actually studies and research done on optimism and how, you know, one person who thinks that they can overcome a certain situation and more than 85% of that is possible and they actually do. But the person who starts the project or, or sees the challenge and they're like, oh, no, I can't do that. Well, guess what? They're going to automatically fail. Mm-hmm. It's a mind over matter also situation in many cases, because I was talking to somebody the other day and they were talking to me about um, walking on hot coals. Have you ever done that? I haven't. I haven't, but it's, uh, it's on my bucket list. Yes, yes. And I haven't either. But when they were explaining it to me, they said, if you're to think about getting burnt, you are going to get burnt. So you have to totally change your mindset. So the complete discipline of the mind can change the outcome of something, which I find absolutely remarkable. I think that's very true. Mindset is a big, is a big thing. And so trying to focus on the positive, I think is um, naturally comes to me, but then, you know, 
trying to also be the guinea pig throughout this this time of trying mm -hmm. to heal and trying to reverse the alopecia it was patience you know it was continuous okay if this isn't working what about this if this isn't working what about this and it's like i kept at it i kept at it and i kept at it like it was my job because lo and behold i did not want to go bald i did not want to lose my hair and that's all i saw online that's all i saw and read about is that people were losing their hair and i only saw like the worst case scenarios and it's um it's sad it's heartbreaking um that this is all that we that we focus on in general right it's it's like watching the news too much it's all negativity right yeah. there's nothing positive yeah. <laughs> nothing positive very anymore. true and it's very true they don't make money from positivity though this is the thing and they don't make money from from teaching us diet yeah. nutrition stress mm -hmm. management or lifestyle mm -hmm. they make mm -hmm. money on the drugs they make money on the pharmaceuticals and surgeries and it's it's upsetting but at the same time if we start now if we start teaching people teaching families teaching children so for example in my program let's say when parents come to me and the child is the one who has alopecia mm -hmm. this is not just a program for the child this is a program for the whole family because even the siblings who are there they're getting involved everyone needs to be there to support the one child and to not let them feel isolated or alienated or left out you know because they're just because they're going through this doesn't mean they have to live with it their whole life they, they can reverse it they can have a normal childhood but we need to like you know clean house a little bit and also help them feel supported by parents by siblings by everyone who lives in in the actual house with them it's like a, in a way it's like a family therapy session where everybody is involved because disease as such if we're living in a collective whether that be with a bunch of friends or with our families it affects everyone that we are around in some way either of course the person that's suffering but even the people who are caring for that person so it has to be i believe a re-education for everyone it's a um, huge re-education you're right yeah, yeah. and I wanted to ask you, because I know there'll be listeners out there who are, who are, you know, yearning to say, how did she do it? How did you do it? Can you give us practical advice and steps, Johanna, in how to begin this journey? And also what do you offer in terms of that? If people want to come to you and to join your program. So give us a little bit about how you did it and how can people begin? Because I know this is a very secretive subject as well because people are ashamed, understandably. So to have this hope, and this is why I was so happy to have you on the show, because it's, it's a subject really that needs addressing and that people don't like to talk about. So tell us a little bit where Absolutely. people can be if you don't mind of course no not no. at all and you know I, I actually came across some statistics the other day that eight million people in the uk are affected by alopecia wow that's a lot that's a lot of people for one country yes that's a lot mm. it's a lot of people so um so where do we begin yes. so i was the guinea pig right 
I started out with conventional medicine and then I started dabbling into all these other modalities. And, you know, when I, when I dabbled, I dabbled in head first and with, with my, um, I guess with my skills of research, with my skills of, of, um, of, of grad school and, and even at work, I've had to, to research and to really almost circumvent, um, certain ways on how to look at things. So it's no longer, I take things at face value. Now it's like I, you, you know, you, you research and, and you keep researching even in other countries to try to see and piece all these things together because at the same time, you know, I was researching in Spanish and in Portuguese because I speak Spanish and Portuguese. I was trying to see what other countries were, were saying because sometimes in between countries, it's not even shared or, you know, maybe it's not translated. Yeah. And so I was doing anything and everything to just gather data, gather as much data, but because it's so new, you know, really the only data that there is out there is data where they've actually done drug trials or this type of thing. And, but, but in all honesty, I wanted to protect my fertility. In all honesty, I didn't want any of these drugs to come back to haunt me and, or affect future pregnancies. Yeah. Because, because they have, have side effects, don't they? Absolutely. And because all these drugs are new and because all these, the way you have to take them, um, it's long-term. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's, it, the thing is, I'm going to be a little biased here because I am a female, but with females, you have a lot more to, to lose. You know, uh, you know not, maybe not everyone wants to be a mother, but I certainly do. And mm -hmm. at the same time, this is an issue that's also not talked about, you know, fertility is also not talked about and very true. And it's something that you have to protect and you can't just willy nilly accept any pharmaceutical drug just because the doctor thinks it's the best treatment. Okay. But what are the side effects? What are the risks? What are, you know, long-term effects? And so I started doing more and more research and it was sad to see articles upon articles published of young women who were 18 and 20 and 25 years old had gone through alopecia and then had all these uh, signed up for drug trials, had signed up and, and done all these different pharmaceuticals and tests. And then lo and behold, they, they have, um, one of them had a hip replacement because it had damaged her hips in such a way where she needed a hip replacement. It also damaged her liver and her kidneys. And so, oh my goodness. and this is all because of the drugs. And so it, you know, and on top of it, she was still bald. She didn't even get her hair back. So how far- This is do, awful. This is absolutely dreadful. Absolutely. And so how far do you want to go for mm. one thing? And, and so, like I said in the beginning, you know, I knew deep down I was going to get my hair back and I knew something was off within me and I needed mm. to fix it. And so that's where I started to analyze my situation. I started to evaluate um, the negativity in my life. I started to evaluate how I, how I lived on a daily basis. And, you know, was XYZ really healthy for me? Was, was what I was eating and consuming really healthy for me? And when I started looking in deeper and deeper and deeper, I noticed that it wasn't. And I noticed that it was creating more inflammation. And this was part of the key to it, but then there was more to it, right? Because just because you take out the inflammation, it's not, 
you know, presto, voila, your hair grows back. There's much more to it. And so after reading like intense, I, I spent literally those two years and a half reading and researching 10 to 12 hours a day. I made it my job. Um, I was fortunate enough to have this time to do so because my health was just of the utmost importance to me. And so you start piecing things together, you start trying things out. And then when I started seeing rapid results, I was like, okay, I'm onto something, keep going. And so that nudge gave me more of a push, but I knew I was going to figure this out and I knew it was going to be holistic. I had already been um, introduced to Ayurveda back before I was mm-hmm. already introduced to feng shui. I had actually gone during this time to China to go learn feng shui. And, um, Oh, I, did, I love that. I adore that. Oh, it was amazing. I did a mm-hmm. month, a month long course. Did you really? Um, I did in China and we traveled all over together in a group. Wow. It was an amazing experience. Um, and so I, amazing. I, I mean, anything that, that that's out there from Reiki to chakras to, I mean, you name it, I tried mm-hmm. it and I like, you know, I was all in, I was like, all right, give me what you have. Like, I want to learn. Mm-hmm. I'm all yeah, in. Yeah. So I yeah. did this with every modality, you know, if, if you wanted me to eat, like, uh, I don't know, frog legs, I would have done it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, sometimes when we're desperate, you know, I always say natural, you know, you'll eat anything, you know, even stones covered in chocolate, you know, if you think it's going to help you, we become like that, don't we? Because um, I think when we push those boundaries within us, I think it's a good thing because I think then we're ready for healing on many levels. Yes. And so, so moving forward, I did conferences and I, I just started doing more personal development in terms of what more out there is there that I haven't tapped into? What more can I do? And, you know, going back to the whole family situation, my family Mm -hmm. didn't know how to support me during alopecia. You know, my mom gasped when she saw me, she was like shocked and, and sad, but I guess because I'm an adult, you know, she's like, she, she kind of allowed me to handle it the way I thought was best. She didn't, you know, she didn't helicopter parent me because, you know, I'm a full on adult, but at the same time, um, my family didn't know how to support me, not emotionally, not with words, not with anything. And this is the disconnect. And I understand, I understand them now. And I also understand the families that go through this because it is challenging and, and you think that things are a certain way. And it's not, and especially for the parents who have young ones, who have little ones, and let's say the little one can't speak or can't express themselves, right? Because they're five years old or they're three years old. They can't express themselves like a 10-year-old or like a 15-year-old. It's very different. And mm-hmm. so this is also the challenging part because I can tell the parent exactly what the child's going through. And even though they can't see any other quote-unquote symptoms except for the hair loss, you know, there are much more symptoms. And it it's an attack on your whole body. It's attack on your whole being. And I would look at myself in the mirror and beyond the hair loss, I I still couldn't recognize myself because all of a sudden I became lethargic. All of a sudden I became um, demotivated. I couldn't even, you know, making lunch was like a hard task. Mm -hmm. You know, when this was someone who was in charge of a full region, uh, you know, for a corporate company, (laughs) 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and then all of a sudden making lunch was hard. <laughs> I, I, it, but it happens. It happens, you know, without even realizing it, that we are bombarded literally every day with so many things. But when it then comes down to our health, it can have an instant effect of being lethargic or depressed or feeling anxious. So it happens and it's something that it takes a great deal of courage to get back up again. I had to, I had mm. to, like, I wasn't going to allow myself to. to How did you do that? You know, so I, I grew up in a, in a family of very dominant, strong women and I think due to this, they've always overcome so many challenges in their lives. And I think I, I take from that strength and I take from that, um, from that model. You know, I, mm. I, I see the, the model in, in my aunt and my mom and my grandma and in my other aunt as well. And so due to that, you know, they've kind of blazed a trail and, you know, everyone has their own challenges in life. And so, but I do believe that, you know, God doesn't give you something you can't handle. And so due to that, and due to my faith, like I knew I had to push through, I knew I was going to overcome this. I knew that this would be something, you know, bigger than me at the end. And then once I, once I put it all together, all these puzzle pieces, once I figured it out and I saw the hair growth, and even though it wasn't completely, let's say, back to normal, but A, I was feeling back to normal. B, I felt like my normal self. It took me like a year and a half to feel like my normal self again. And I was like, wow, this is the day. I feel normal. My hair's coming in, like change is happening. It's like, I knew it. Like it, it was almost like someone took off my sunglasses. Like, you know, when the, eye, when the sun is hitting you in your, in your eyes yeah. and it hurts. Yeah. Right. And, and so I, I, I felt it. I felt the immediate change from one day to the next. And I was like, okay, I'm feeling more and more like myself. And so this was, this was a key turning point. And from there, I was like, more people need to know because it, it was such a struggle to find all the information, to piece it all together in English. Can you imagine trying to piece this all together and trying to rely on one person in a different language? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a good idea though, what you said about researching. Obviously not everyone um, can speak various languages, but even so it's still available and translators available. It's actually a very, very good research tool is to search not just in your home country, but all around. No, a hundred percent because you know what Australia is doing might be very different to what the Netherlands is doing to what the UK yeah. is doing and Sweden and Finland. And there might be, you know, new developments in Germany. And so you want to be open to that and which I am, I'm completely open. And, you know, I don't care where the information's coming from, but like more information, more data, like bring it. I, I want to see it. I'm, I'm very, very, very data driven. Um, this has actually led me to, it's another story, but it's allowed me to make certain life decisions that I, that I have uh, made successfully because of the data. And so that's, that's what I was looking for. And so since there was no real data on it, on how to heal this holistically, I searched, you know, those people from, you know, traditional Chinese medicine to Ayurveda, to feng shui, to, 
um, you know, yoga to Pilates to whatever it was, whatever health and wellness modality it was, I looked into it, try to find the person who was the best equipped to help me and not just learn, but pick their brains and then also research within that, um, within that modality even further and to try it out, you know, so whether it was a Pachakarma or whether it was, you know, feng shuiing my house or my apartment, I, you know, I did it all. And <laughs> but you found, and you found the benefit to it. Yes, 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 yes. And also, you know, they also, um, what's the word? They blend in and there, there's that certain junctures. It's almost like a Venn diagram, you know, so all these, um, they connect. They do. They do connect in certain areas, but then there's a big disconnect with Western medicine because Western medicine and conventional medicine, unfortunately, relies heavily on drugs and on mm. surgeries. And surgeries, I think they're, they're necessary and drugs are necessary too in a certain time and place. But when the disease is because of a lack of a good diet, a lack of nutrition, or a disconnect of exactly what we think is healthy and what we know to be healthy, or even in the different agricultural practices that go on in the US versus Europe versus Australia versus any other country. This mm. is where we start getting deeper and deeper into what true health looks like. Because what health looks like, for example, for my sister who doesn't have an autoimmune disease is very different than to me who has quote unquote, you know, alopecia or has the DNA in her for mm. alopecia. It, it's not alive, but it's, it's dormant, right? I, I put it to sleep, just like those cancer cells, they're asleep. Um, you know, I, there's nothing like that going on at the moment, right? Because there's no hair loss, there's no other symptoms. So I, I truly believe like diet and lifestyle are the key and diet especially is, is, mm. is the foundation. You, you can't have um, a strong house if there's no strong foundation. Absolutely. So where would you start with? So do you have, firstly, do you have clients that you do on a one-to-one -one basis or do you do it as a group? How do you run? How did Alopecia Angel start firstly? And how does it run? How does it help people? So it's a two month program. I also do one-on-one -on -one coaching if that's needed. Um, but the best is the signature program, which takes you from zero to a hundred, A to Z and everything you need to know to clean up alopecia, put it to sleep and start getting your hair to grow back. And I have a success rate of over 90% because once you follow everything I tell you to do, and once you implement it and we do baby steps, that's why it takes two months. There's baby steps to this so you're not overwhelmed because I remember when I was going through alopecia, I was overwhelmed. And when you have parents that are trying to implement the program for their child, they also have maybe other kids, maybe they also have, you know, elderly parents, maybe they also have, you know, a job or two um, or three. And so you don't want to overwhelm the parents either. And so in order to make this feasible and to make it work and then also have the person or the people who are participating to really come through. I've made it into bite-sized pieces. I walk you week by week. There's challenges. There's a little bit of homework, not much, but there's stuff to implement. And so once you implement, literally, I can guarantee you, Mimi, by week four, week five, they're already seeing 
physiological changes within themselves, whether that's bowel movements, whether that's the fatigue, whether that's the energy, whether that's the acne, the psoriasis, the eczema, uh, the headaches, the inflammation, the joint pain, whatever it is that they were going through, it's all mm. subsided by week four, week five. And then normally by this time, they're already seeing hair growth. It's miraculous, really. It is really the, the, it's so much hope there, Johanna, for people that are desperate. And, it, you know, I know a lot of people who have a lot of conditions such as alopecia, eczema, allergies, and all sorts of things. And they have tried, you know, there is a place for conventional medicine, I have to say, but the norm is, you know, I don't know whether you've probably heard of this saying, but in years gone by, the Chinese would pay the physician while they were healthy. When they became unhealthy, they stopped paying them. So there's a lot to be said for that. Whereas in this, you know, world now, it's a little bit different to say the least, but how do you begin? So for example, somebody comes to you now and says that they have alopecia. Where do you begin? So I offer a free consultation. They're able to sign up and book some time on my calendar. And mm -hmm. I talk them through um, a little bit of, and I also want to learn about them. If they're calling for themselves, if they're calling for, um, for their child, you know, how old the child is, and to see what, what, what's possible there. You know, because I have clients who, who don't want to change, who don't want to budge on the diet, who don't want to change their lifestyle. And the problem is, is like, if you don't change the foundational items, then you can never have true health and alopecia will never go away. So if you don't change your diet and your lifestyle, then you can't ever get better. That's, that's the reality of it. Yeah. And so there needs to be a willingness to change. There needs to be a willingness to implement and to, you know, come through with your word because one little thing and it can set you back one little thing and it can set you back and have, you would have to start over and you don't want that. You know, you want to clean house, do it right the first time. And it's almost like, you know, um, your car, your car needs a tune up. It needs an oil change. It needs gasoline. And, you know, God forbid, it's not the, the cheap gasolines where, where it's all dirty, you know, cause that'll ruin your motor and your engine on the long term. And so mm -hmm. the same thing with your body, you know, we need to treat it and invest in it. And unfortunately, only up, only up until now with COVID are people really focusing hardcore onto their health only now. And it's because the problem with alopecia and with many autoimmune diseases is that your immune system is already compromised. So the problem there is that even though alopecia is not fatal and you won't die for it, die from it ever problem is, is like, so something like COVID happens and then you're more susceptible to it. And you're also more susceptible to those other challenges and complications that go along with COVID, which of mm -hmm. course are still very new. Everything about, you know, Corona is also so very new. There are so many diseases out there, aren't there? And um, one of the most important things I think that we all forget is that a healthy immune system in a way is an army of protection for the body 
and also I know I have a lot of allergies and I've had them since childhood and I remember going to an immunologist and him saying to me you know what Mimi you have a profound compliment and I said to him what do you mean I you know I had an anaphylactic shock um, when I was young and he said because your body is telling you everything that it's not good for it and it was at that point that I became highly attuned to it so do you think that being more in tune with ourselves is also another important factor in healing 100% because a lot of times especially in this rat race that we're in in this hamster wheel of corporate life and you know living on the go 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 and super busy and meeting to meeting and you know this appointment to that appointment we deny and we neglect ourselves we neglect when we're hungry when we're tired we neglect ourselves when uh, when we have a pain, you know, men, especially they're known for this, right? They, something mm. bothers them physically. They're the last ones to say anything because they don't want to go to the doctor. They don't want to waste their time going there. Right. And so yeah. they, every, the thing is, it's, we neglect ourselves as a, as a society, we deny ourselves and we don't think that they connect that there's a connection there between diet and lifestyle. And yet there is, it's a huge connection. You know, yeah. the way your mood is affected by diet and lifestyle, your depression, your anxiety, all this can lift a lot. A lot of this can lift and go away with just tuning in the right diet and lifestyle. Once you have like those keys. And the thing is with me, it's, I never got a degree in nutrition. I never got a degree or never studied this. Like I had to unlearn what I thought was healthy and relearn it for, for true health. I had to relearn it for the autoimmune disease. I had to relearn it for alopecia. And so when you go into the rabbit hole or when I do at least, I dive and I go in deep. And so it doesn't stop at just, okay, I've healed alopecia, so I'm done no, I'm not done. Like it's continued. I I'm, I've already, uh, you know, read five books on brain health alone. I'm already moving on to EMFs. You know, it's just, it continues. The health journey continues because I, I want to protect it. You know, I could see how easily it can slip away. Yes. Quote, unquote, this is thinking mm. I, you know, cause I, I, I had a, a little bit of arrogance in me, you know, in, in my thirties when I was super healthy and fit and, and running and, you know, my mom said, you're so active. I don't know who, who's going to be able to keep up with you. You know, she'd always say that. Um, and lo and behold, um, I found the one who can keep up with me, but at the same time, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> at, at the same time, um, I could see how easily it can slip away. And so health is kind of like an investment. You know, it's, it's almost like putting in money into your retirement fund. You want to do that on a weekly, daily basis, right? So by the time mm -hmm. you do retire, you have a big sum amount. And the same with your investments. You want to invest as soon as possible, as earliest as possible. This is another, you know, topic that no one really talks about and no one really teaches is how to focus on retirement, how to focus on, on investing early on. You know, this should be taught in high school. This should be taught, you know, probably in elementary school when they're learning math because it's, it's so important, but not to get off topic. But in any case, if we're not investing in our health, we're going to be left with nothing by the time we are old, by the time we are ready for retirement, by the time we do want to enjoy quote unquote life and take it easy.
there's nothing to enjoy if you have so many conditions and you have to take so many pills and you have to take so many drugs just to maintain your health that that doesn't make sense to me but you know johanna you know you're absolutely right there but it's also a case of these days and these times in the world it's not about you know what's going to happen when you're old because tomorrow is not promised to us so it is about the now and creating that healthy lifestyle healthy living in the now to enjoy that life because anything can happen you know and people always say to me oh you know don't say things like that but it's true you know i've seen a lot of things i've been through a lot of things and we just never know what life holds in store for any of us so surely we owe it you know our body our minds our spirits the respect i don't know is is that something that you are more respectful now of your body would you say a hundred percent when i go to a restaurant or when i'm choosing something to eat Mm. especially back in the states oh no like I'm very strict with what I allow myself to eat and what I don't allow myself to eat. And if it's not up to my standards, I refuse to eat. I'm that strict. I'm that strict, especially in the U S where the water quality is, is horrendous out of the tap where the food quality is, uh, you have to think twice and, you know, going organic is not necessarily a, a blanket, a blanket, you know, statement where, you believe everything you say or what they say in terms of marketing. Mm. I distrust a lot of things in terms of labels and marketing because there's always this hidden agenda. Yes. There's there is, always this hidden there? agenda in the US mm. because, you know, there's a lot of money to be made. It's like glyphosate, you know, it's like the smoking. They they said up until I think it was like the eighties or up until the eighties that smoking was healthy. Pregnant women were were smoking in the U.S. in the 60s, 50s, 70s. Yeah, you know they said a lot of even drugs were safe uh, for pregnant women in 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 these decades, 50s, 60s, and 70s. And then it takes them 20, 30 years to recall that drug. It takes them so much longer to recall certain things. It takes people dying of cancer. It takes people with birth defects for them to actually do something about it. And by then, it's a little late. Exactly. Exactly. So this is where I encourage people to empower themselves and to do things on their own, to do the research, to do the homework and to, yes, be a little distrusting of, of what your government is feeding you and what your government thinks and says is healthy, because I know the agencies in the U.S. aren't 100 percent, you know, they don't have it right. If they had yeah. it right, we wouldn't have obesity and diabetes and heart disease and all these other markers telling us that the U.S. is the number one like unhealthiest country. I've read about that. I've read about that. Although I can't claim that the United Kingdom is so healthy either. Um, and you're very right there, Johanna, when you speak about this marketing. I call it the marketing ploy because I have to read labels of things. And for me... I cook everything from scratch. So the more natural, the better. There's so many things that I can't have. But what I found after reading labels and things, and do you know that I learned that in this country, 
apparently um if it is less than six percent of an ingredient in a product they don't actually have to state it on the label which i find horrendous because you really don't know what's in anything and even the things that are you know marked as natural when you turn it around and read the label things like shellac which is crushed beetles or things like that and people don't know and i think that we have to re-educate ourselves mm-hmm. otherwise people don't know because you can force them you can try and force an idea onto someone and they will buy it for a certain amount of time but when as you say people start getting sick and wondering why are they sick i think that's sometimes um gone too far i think now if we can educate people with their diet as you said their lifestyle the way of life their psychological health their mental health i think that's the way forward yes we definitely need to empower people we need to let them know that there's resources Mm. and you know if if for example one person doesn't have the resources well then enable them and show them the way to other resources so for example there are situations where i can't help certain clients because it's out of my wheelhouse Um, and so i direct them towards other resources where it might be more applicable or maybe you know they're asking for a friend or asking for for another child or another sibling or or another family member and again you know just because i'm very well versed on on many topics especially uh, alopecia it still doesn't mean i know everything of course not and so mm-hmm. at least that's the most you can do is direct them towards a better resource because getting help is is part of the part of the solution but then also knowing that you need to help yourself you know the doctor can't do it all for you yes. yeah this is true that we have to also want to help ourselves mm-hmm. isn't it because sometimes even the best of intentions, you know, you know, whether it be clients or family or friends, you want to help them and you know what's going to help them, but they are resistant and they don't want to do it. And then there's nothing you can do until someone is, I suppose, ready for that healing, isn't it? You know, and I think a lot of it is accountability. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why I have such high success in my programs is because there is an accountability component to it. So I'll, I'll give you an example of a client. She, um, she came to me for health reasons, um, mm-hmm. not alopecia, but for health reasons. And she started my program and in less than a week, her joint pain that she's had for over five years went away. Wow. And so she's no longer needs to have the daily medication for pain relief, she no longer is on edge, no longer is she snapping at people, no longer is she mean or rude or short, because the pain that she's been feeling for the last five years has just gone away. She's lost weight, she's less swollen, she's feeling better, she has more clarity, she has more focus, more patience. You know, it's it's amazing. I, I have so much compassion for people now. You know, before I would be, I I would just think, oh my gosh, this person's an ogre or (laughs) this person is just like a moody, a moody person or, you know, like, (laughs) but when I see people suffering now, when I see people in pain, I, I know there's something deeper there 
and I feel the utmost compassion. And I think if we all viewed others from this lens, we would be just such a more tolerant society. We would be such a more loving society because if they're snapping at you, if they're mean or aggressive, mm. it's because they're hurting inside, whether physically, emotionally, mentally, but they're hurting. And so we need more compassion. This is the absolute truth, Johanna, because I was talking to a lady the other day and she said to me, what is it that makes other people be nasty and be horrible to other people? It is because there is some form of pain, whether that be physical, psychological, spiritual, whatever it is, there is something there that's causing them to behave like that. And I really believe that because we really don't know what any person is going through. They can have this facade of smiles and look happy, but what they are bearing inside as souls and in the physicality, we have no clue. And compassion is something that I think that the world, as you say, would be a far more beautiful place if we could exercise that gift. Yeah, it's hard though. It's hard because, mm. you know, we're all going through something. And I guess, uh, I mean, as I look back on myself, I've been pretty impatient my whole life. And, but now that I've kind of gone through the darkness, come out through the light, and I have a new appreciation for life, for health, for thriving, for flourishing, I got to tell you, this is probably the best health I've had ever ever in my life. And it's, and it's probably due to alopecia. It's like, thanks, thanks to alopecia. I, I today have so much better health and everything else is just like working automatically. And I understand my body so much more on a deeper level. And I understand, and I'm extremely aware of any little nuance that might be happening, whether that's in the knee or in the ankle or, you know, any mm -hmm. throbbing. And I understand all these things. Whereas you know, maybe a child or a, in my twenties or even in my thirties, I really didn't understand. And, and now I do, but it was because I had to learn the hard way and that's okay. That's okay. Cause I'm, I'm so grateful for that journey. And, but then, you know, this is where the unlearning and the learning process happens. And, mm -hmm. you know, it's a boot camp of sorts, you know, cause you get two months of me, two months of information that'll blow your mind in terms of health. And, hopefully at the end of it, you know, not only are you healed, but then you're on this healing process, right? Because the hair grow continues to happen. It's not just in two months, it continues to happen. But then at the same time, hopefully I've inspired you to like, keep investigating and not take things for face value. Yes. To research, as you say, because there's so much out there that you can learn that we don't even maybe we know 2% of what there is to be known out there. Now, Johanna, do you offer just help for people with alopecia? Because you mentioned there's something interesting about people with joint pain, or do you offer different conditions, guidance for different conditions? I do. Um, I've helped people with psoriasis and with eczema. I've helped people with, with joint pain and weight loss. 
and I'm happy, I'm happy to help anyone I can. My main focus, of course, is alopecia, um, you know, but at the same time, if you were to do my program, 100% your health is boosted, elevated, and optimized. And if you keep going, then you'll see where true health really lies because many symptoms will go away, but then sometimes, you know, it's kind of like uh, clearing out a, a, a bad drain. You have to, it takes time. It's not like just one day and the drain is going to clean itself. It, you might have to clean it a couple times before it's truly clean. And so something to that nature where it might take a month or two, you'll still feel better, but then in six months, you'll feel even better. And then maybe in 12 months, it'll be ridiculous, like how much better you feel and how, um, you know, how things progress. So for example, this reminds me of uh, Dr. Terry Walls. She actually um, had MS, which is another autoimmune disease, multiple sclerosis. It took her 20 years as a doctor, 20 years to reverse this. My 20. goodness. 20. So this is the beginning of the journey. You're the guide, yes. would you say, at the beginning of the journey of self-awareness and I suppose self-esteem comes with that and the journey of healing. Yeah. You guide the people from the beginning and then it become, becomes a lifelong journey. That's my hope. It has for me. That's my hope. Um, yeah. You know, my husband, he, he hears me talk and, and do podcasts and uh, do my YouTube videos and this type of thing. And it's funny because he, he kind of mimics me and he becomes a parrot and he like <laughs> says everything and repeats everything I say. And, you know, he's gotten pretty good at it. <laughs> but he's got he, him well trained. <laughs> yes. He mocks me a little bit and in, in, like in a fun way. Aww. But at the same time, even his, his sport, even his own athleticism, even his own body, even, um, so for, for your listeners who don't know, my husband's a professional athlete. And so even in his own game, he's already elevated himself so much better as well. And it's also because of the health and, uh, and wellness that I bring to the table. And so, you know, it's, um, it's a beautiful marriage in the sense where even as a professional athlete, you can always be improving. And it's not just how well you, you handle the ball. It's, also how well you take care of your body, how well you support it, how well you, you know, incorporate all these different modalities to have optimal health and thrive. That's very good advice, actually. You know, that it doesn't matter whether you are a housewife, a doctor, you know, working in a shop, an athlete, an actor, it doesn't matter what you are. We can all benefit from, from optimal health regardless of age isn't it yep absolutely absolutely i 100 percent agree now johanna where can people get hold of you now you mentioned some youtube videos there um where can they look for you and if they want to come on your program where is the best place to contact you best place is alopeciaangel.com there mm -hmm. you would have information on my signature program. And also I offer an alopecia and baby prep uh, program for people who want to conceive maybe in the future or near future, but also have alopecia and want to target both at the same time. Mm -hmm. And um, I also have my books and they're translated in Spanish and Portuguese and Dutch in English, of course, as well. 
And so I offer all these things on my website. You can also see them on Amazon and the free consultation I'm happy to offer to all your listeners. Um, they can email me on the contact form and I can send them the link. I'm happy to do so. Um, I have my blog, which has over 95 articles of straight information of alopecia and every side of it because I've lived it. So I understand it mm -hmm. as the patient, as the client, and as the person who got through it and who helps yes. others get through it too. Um, so there's a wealth of information. There's also free downloads on the, on the website as well. You mentioned that you do podcasts. Now, do you do a podcast yourself or is it um, as a guest on other people's podcasts? As a guest, as a guest. I've been fortunate enough to be interviewed, um, yeah, to be interviewed multiple times um, on different various podcasts. Okay, and are they on your um, website at all? Can people find a link? They can't find a link, but there are um, there are dates of of when I had these podcasts, mm -hmm. um, when I speak in person, because um, I've had these speaking engagements in the U.S. and in Europe, and okay. um, uh, previous to COVID, of course, and then as well um, on my Instagram and Facebook. Um, those links are on the website along with YouTube and Pinterest. And then on my social media, I tend to um, highlight when you're, when I have these podcast interviews. So for example, once we're done, once you tell me um, when it's going to release, then I mm -hmm. will spread the word as well. Wonderful. I know that you're going to be a great help really to listeners. And I've learned a lot from you today. I, have so many wonderful guests but really i'm so honored for you to come on today johanna because it is something that people are afraid as i said before and i hope that you will shine the light on that that they don't have to hide anymore and that you can help them embrace this condition to be able to then get healing from it because that would be the ultimate aim wouldn't it what I like to say is that it's never too late to get healthy. I like mm. to say it's never too late to try something else. I mean, the only, like, even if it doesn't work out for you, at least you've learned a lot and you, you're more empowered with knowledge, which allows you to take the next decision. You know, it's, it's almost like the life of, um, of an entrepreneur or even a life uh, of going through school. You have to, you know, to get to second grade, you have to pass first. To get to college, you have to pass secondary school. And so it's a stepping stone. And at the end of it, throughout, you know, learning Ayurveda, TCM, acupuncture, feng shui, and, and going through all these different rabbit holes, I learned so much more about me. I learned so much about the world. And then on top of it, you know, I was able to heal me, heal myself. <sighs> what a story really an amazing story and as we come to the end of the show johanna i always ask my guests this what advice would you give to people out there that are going through alopecia or going through anything really with their health that helped you through your journey and that helps you day to day i would say never settle if you get one opinion from one doctor or one opinion from one practitioner or one person, don't take it for face value because it's only what they know. And, you know, there's so many people out there that 
don't know enough or keep learning. You know, there's so many doctors and so many people in general who just stop learning. They just, and so, you know, if it doesn't sit right, listen to your intuition. If it doesn't sit right, keep asking for a second, a third, a fourth opinion. Don't take it for face value. And that's in anything. You know, um, I, I actually spoke to my acupuncturist today and I was talking to her about um, some herbs and she's like, oh, that's contraindicated. And, you know, she starts telling me, uh, you know, what she thinks. And I was like, well, you know what I think? I think that the information hasn't arrived to the Netherlands because this is already approved, you know, through certain medical journals in the U.S. and even Australia. And I forward them to her and it's, and she's like, oh, well, that's interesting. And it's just like, exactly. Not everyone is up to date. You know, it's kind of like reboot. When was the last time you rebooted your computer? You know, you can't assume that everyone is at the latest software on their phone. Right. And so yeah. you just, it's okay that they're telling you that their opinion, take it for what it is, but then move mm -hmm. on and keep going. And, you know, I, I guess I'm very persistent. I don't like to hear no's. And when I hear a no, when I hear like, oh, there's no help, there's no cure, there's no possibility. When I hear all this doom and gloom, I'm like, watch me, I'm gonna make it happen. I love that attitude, Johanna, and I love your vibrancy and this real zest for life. It's so refreshing. You know, you could have gone a completely different way, but you chose to in a way, take alopecia by the hand and make it your friend and learn from it. And now you are able to help so many people in the world, which is astounding. And wow, is all I can say, really, really. And I'm very, very grateful for you to come on the show and share this wonderful wisdom of yours with the listeners. Thank you so much, Mimi. You're, you're so sweet and you're so kind with your words. The, the thing is, uh, you know, these manifestations of my personality <laughs> have always happened since I was a kid. And so, you know, if you were to talk to some of my teachers, maybe they weren't so happy with my zest for life. <laughs> or maybe my mom, but... <laughs> no, I think, I think it's wonderful. And you know what it is, Johanna? You know, when you talk to some people, and I go a lot, I don't know about you, because you, I'm sure that you've, traveled and you've seen different types of healing methods and all sorts of things but I'm very much a person on voice and on sound and you can talk to some people and you just feel hopeful at the end of it you know because they have a certain I don't know it's like a luminosity a voice and a hopefulness and that is what you have for sure Oh, thank you. That's so sweet. I appreciate that. That's very kind of you. Thank you, Mimi. You're very welcome. And please do come again. But before, I nearly forgot, actually, you have a book, don't you, that's out. What is it called and where can people buy it? You can buy it on my website at alopeciaangel.com or on Amazon. And mm -hmm. it's called Alopecia Angel's Secret to Health and Hair Growth. Okay, so um, that's widely available. So whichever method they want to use and that has all sorts of helpful hints and advice and things like that. That's the blueprint. If you wanted to, you know, do the route and do it yourself, so to speak, and, you know, mm -hmm. put the furniture together piece by piece, you could take that book and run with it. And I've had people text me and email me and say, you know, in 15 days, I'm already seeing results and I've had alopecia for 20 years. 
and all they did was buy a book. Imagine that, you know, a book changing your life. And so, you know, there's so much power in, in what you're able to read and be open to. And I also have a cookbook on my website. Um, I have a stress oh, management. I do. I have a stress management course. I give over, oh I get lots goodness. of information in my, in my signature program. It comes with my both books. It includes the stress management course, and it also includes a weekly planner. So it helps you out and it, you know, gives you so many tools. It has over 145 recipes. Amazing. I'm going to have a look at that, actually. I'm going to look at that properly. And um, I'm going to buy your book and give it to a friend because does it, have you got it in hardback as well? Or is it on um, Kindle? It's ebook only, unfortunately, at the moment. Okay. I can still, um, you can still gift it actually. So that's what I'm going to do because I think that would be very useful. Thank you again for coming, Johanna. And as I said, please do come again and share with us more of your information and keep us up to date with what you're doing. Absolutely. I would love to. I'd love to do a second episode with you and talk some more and anytime. And thank you so much. This has been just a, such an honor and a pleasure. Thank you. And the honor is all mine. Thank you so much, Johanna. Look after yourself. You too. Take care. All okay. the best. Take, take care. Bye. 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 Johanna Belsuzari Dalman. What can we do when life throws at us unexpected events? We can only have faith and do the best that we can in trying to solve whatever obstacles come our way. Thank you so much for joining us today. And I hope that you will join me in the next episode where we shall be meeting lots of lovely and interesting guests as always. Until then, take care. Look after yourselves always and lots and lots of love. Thank you for listening to Secrets for an Inspirational Life, brought to you by your host, Mimi Novik. Please remember to subscribe to the podcast and see you in the next episode. For more information about Mimi Novik and her books, music and inspirational work, take a look at her website www.miminovic.co.uk